This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Now available at Dundrum Town Centre. So you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum, where more happens. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Mariska's in Crest Hill, family owned and operated since 1933. And Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe, with locations in Darien and Burbank, visit chuckscafe.com. Let's drop the tradey puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with NBCChicago.com's James Navo and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Here I Chicago! <laughs> Welcome into this shortened and emergency edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is Jay Zawoski from 670 The Score, and I am not here with James Naveau right now. He is headed to the draft to cover it for NBC and The Athletic. I will be heading to the draft shortly after I record this podcast. I got out of a rehearsal dinner I was supposed to go to tonight that I'm not needed at, so I'm headed to the draft last minute. Very excited about that, but there is a ton to discuss today. We'll get into the trades the Blackhawks made. We'll get into some of the rumors that are flying around right now. And then tomorrow, Saturday, we will have a full-length interview. I'm sorry, a full-length podcast done for you guys in the morning. So let's kick it off with the first trade of the day, uh, one that I think caught a lot of Blackhawks fans off guard, caught me off guard big time, trading Nicholas Jalmerson to the Arizona Coyotes for Laurent Dauphin. And Connor Murphy. I'm going to have trouble with that name my whole life. So I'm just going to call him Larry Dolphin. No, that's terrible. Uh, Laurent Dauphin uh, is a forward. Connor Murphy is a defenseman. Murphy is more of the name in this deal. But as we're recording, Stan Bowman is speaking right now, and he believes that Dauphin is ready to make uh, his full-time step to the NHL, expects him to at least get a shot at earning an everyday spot next year. So let's break this trade down. Uh, then we'll move on to the Panarin for Saad deal and then some of the rumors, like I said. So Nicholas Jalmerson, anyone who's listened to this podcast before has heard me sing the praises of Nicholas Jalmerson time and time again. One of my all-time favorite Blackhawks, obviously one of my favorite from this core 
of players, and it is absolutely brutal to see him go. And if you have to ask yourself the question, are the Blackhawks better today than they were yesterday, I think that answer is no. I think that answer is no. Connor Murphy has some nice upside for sure. Uh, but when you look at this deal, Jalmerson is still, I believe, in his prime. Maybe approaching the end of it. Maybe the end's in sight. Maybe the Hawks are getting ahead of this um, before it starts to look bad, um, which which we'll get to in a second here. But um, as of now, if we're talking about a hockey move. If there's a game to win today, the Hawks are not in a better place. But when you, you take the emotion out of this and you sort of look ahead at what the future holds for the Blackhawks, in two years, Nicholas Jalmerson is scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent. Okay, so you know that when that time comes, he'll be 32 years old, and the Blackhawks will likely not be able to afford him anyway. Okay, so now is the time. If you feel like you're going to deal Nicholas Jalmerson, you feel like you're not going to be able to get a deal signed, you feel like you want to maximize his value, now was really the time to do that. Because if you wait a year, let's say they play Nicholas Jalmerson, uh, he stays here for one more season, then they enter uh, the 2018-19 season, um, with him on the roster, or they want to trade him before, he's going to be an impending unrestricted free agent. His value goes down big time at that point. You would not get a return like the Blackhawks got today for Nicholas Jalmerson just a year from now because every team that would trade for him would say, look, uh, this will be a nice one-year rental for us, but we're no, there's no guarantees that he'll be back to our team in a year, so we're not going to give you nearly as much as we would have had there been some extended time left. Connor Murphy is signed long-term. He's got a deal for a pretty reasonable $3.85 million. He signed through 2021-2022. Uh, okay, so you've got him in the long-term plans. Um, with that in mind, I, this trade makes sense. And again, we've got to do our best to take the emotion out of these things. And emotionally, when this happened, I was absolutely blown away. I had no idea. I was sitting at work... Um, you know, I work at 670 The Score, and today was the big fallout of the Jimmy Butler trade. But what I do when I'm at work is I'm t constantly monitoring t monitoring Twitter and uh, emails and any source I would have for news. I'm, I'm working my phone now and again just to see if anything's happening. So just kind of to paint you a picture of what happened. So before the trade went down, you guys might remember, the rumor was that the Blackhawks were trying to trade up for that number seven pick. That was Arizona's pick. And eventually, the New York Rangers acquired that pick by trading um, uh, Derek Stepan and Antti Ranta to the Coyotes, and they got that, that pick from them later. So as I'm sort of investigating and, and texting with some sources saying, hey, is this going to happen? You know, what, what would it take to, for the Hawks to move up this far? Um, I, I'm waiting for a response, so I head out, and uh, I just went to create a drink, and I, I run into my, my coworker, Brendan McCaffrey. He's like, they traded Jalmerson? I'm like, no, what, what are you talking about? He's like, go check your email. So I sit down, and there it is, the email from the Blackhawks. That was the first indication that that trade had gone down. There was no rumor. There was no Bob McKenzie. There was no Pierre Lebrun, nothing like that. So as that's happening, the show's on the air. I'm trying to figure out what I can about Connor Murphy and Laurent Dauphin, Larry Dolphin. And uh, meanwhile, a, a source texts me back. He says, uh, I don't think they're going to trade for that seven pick and make sure you check Elliot Friedman's Twitter. I said, okay, maybe there's more info on the trade there. You know, I go there and it's the news of the Panarin and Saad deal. Another deal that had no 
no rumors of whatsoever. None at all. And Artemi Panarin's agent said it today. They had no indication that the Hawks were going to trade Artemi Panarin. There was no communication. Sometimes GMs will say, look, we're trying to move your guy. Just a heads up. It's something we're considering. Um, none of that happened today um, with Artemi Panarin or his agent. So really out of the blue, stuck, caught me off guard, caught everybody off guard. And just trying to react to that stuff in real time was absolutely crazy. Just an incredibly hectic day. Meanwhile, I'm booking the uh, Bulls' first-round pick, uh, Laurie Markkinen, who I wonder if he can play goalie. Sounds like he can. Uh, I'm talking to the Bulls, and they're putting Gar Foreman on the show. It was just an insane day. And to throw that Blackhawks curveball uh, at us in the, I think it was the 11 o'clock hour, early in the 11 o'clock hour, was just insane. But you know what? I talked about it on the last podcast. I love this stuff. I love trades. I love transactions. I love breaking news. It's what makes me a huge sports fan. That's why I like, you know, in years past, I'm kind of famous for taking off the trade deadline day and just kind of sinking in. And I treat it like a holiday. I love it. And free agency is the same thing coming up July 1st. So um, anyway, Nicholas Jalmerson is a former Blackhawk. And that that's really tough for me to uh, swallow just as a fan, you know. Um, I know I have the unique position of being able to cover the team and being a fan at the same time, but if I'm just taking my, you know, my press hat off, um, losing Nicholas Jalmerson is tough. And this is the first guy in the core to be traded, right? It hasn't really happened yet, and we've always talked about it. It's, it was Taves, Kane, Hosa, Keith Seabrook, Jalmerson. That was the core, and Corey Crawford. And the Hosa situation we've talked about a lot, and that's sort of a different thing. He wasn't – they didn't want to get rid of him. They are forced to. Um, so here it is. Nicholas Jalmerson is the first one. And uh, absolute shock, absolute surprise. And I and I got a lot of emails from you guys, the listeners today, uh, saying the same thing. And I, I wish him well. You know, it's uh, it's got to be a tough pill to swallow to be traded from the Blackhawks to the Arizona Coyotes. I can't imagine – that there's many players that would be pleased with that move. But, hey, some of the moves the Coyotes have been making lately, um, personnel-wise anyway, makes sense. Some of the stuff they did today has made them a better team. You've got that top pairing now of Jalmerson and Oliver ekman Larson. Uh, Auntie Ranta's a solid backup. Uh, Derek Stepan's going to come in there and help them out a lot as well. Um, so, I don't know. Arizona transactions are okay. They fired Dave Tippett today, or they mutually decided to part. I don't know. Very weird. Dave Tippett is a very respected and well-regarded head coach in this league. So uh, odd timing, the night of the draft, uh, seven days before free agency begins. Uh, I don't know. It's just a weird situation going down there in Phoenix. But the roster is better today than it was yesterday for the Coyotes. So um, who knows? And with the draft tonight, who knows what else could happen? There's been so many names whispered. You've seen Arminisimov's name out there. Marcus Kruger has been in rumors for what feels like months everyone sort of still assumes that he's going to somehow end up in vegas and when you look at that uh the vegas situation he has a uh bonus coming up i want to pull it up here on cap friendly and if you don't go to cap friendly you're wasting your time uh on june 29th i'm sorry june 30th marcus kruger will get a two million dollar signing bonus from whichever team is in his is in control of him okay so it's safe to assume that if the Blackhawks are indeed trading Marcus Kruger, they may wait 
until July 1st or that day so they can pay the signing bonus, making uh, Kruger much more financially viable to the team he's dealt to. Now, the cap hit will remain the same for wherever he goes, but the cash paid out will be $2 million less if the team waits just till the 29th to make that trade. So if you're wondering what's taking so long on the Marcus Kruger front, that would certainly be a valid explanation there. Okay, going to take a quick timeout so I can catch my breath. Get a little ad sponsor in here, and we'll be right back. Before we take a break, I want to tell you about Triple Threat Sports. You know our guys there. They're the best place to go if you need your NHL jerseys lettered, but they can also help you outfit your team. Beer and Pizza League, softball, whatever. Whatever you have, Triple Threat Sports can help you. You need a uniform, give Chris a call, 708-478-6090. That's 708-478-6090. Or email him for more info at chris at triplethreatsports.com. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. We're going to take a quick timeout, and we'll be right back on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is Jay Zawoski. James Naveau is tied up right now. Literally, he is tied up in a basement being held hostage, waterboarded. There are car batteries hooked up to his nipples. Uh, but I was going to help him out, but I figured this was more important. I think you guys will all agree. Thank you for siding with me on this obvious, obvious decision to do the podcast and not save the life of my podcast partner. Uh, so we discussed the Nicholas Jalmerson trade. Now we move on to the real shocker, the real blockbuster, the Brandon Sod for our Temi Panarin trade. And I'm saying it backwards because Brandon Sod still feels like a Blackhawk. I suppose I should call it the Artemi Panarin for Brandon Sod trade. So there it is. Um, that one, pretty stunning as well. Panarin was one of the names... There were some whispers that the Hawks might be looking to move him, that he could be an option to move if they had to dump some salary. Um, I have to tell you, I love this trade. And I was talking to James today off the podcast before he was uh, taken hostage. Um, and I said, didn't we discuss a Brandon Sod or Temi Panarin? Like, would you make that trade right now? And I checked back on some emails, and we did talk about it back in April, just kind of shooting the crap you know the before the playoffs started it might have been right after they were eliminated actually um and here it happens today now here's why i like this trade artemi panarin if you go look at the stat sheets if you go look at the league leaders his numbers are going to pop out at you he is an elite scorer there's absolutely no doubt about it but a, a word i've come back to time and time again over recent podcasts is the word samey I don't know if that's an actual word, but it's a word I've been using a lot to describe the Blackhawks roster. They have or had a lot of very speedy, uh, you know, offensive-minded forwards. They've got Patrick Kane. They've got um, Alex DeBrincat coming up. They've got Nick Schmaltz. These guys are not two-way-minded players, right? With Brandon Saad, they're getting a two-way forward, a power forward, which is exactly what they needed. It's exactly what the Hawks have been lacking in their last two playoff runs. And rumor has it that a lot of the players on the Blackhawks actually campaigned to somehow get Brandon Saad back on the roster. Now, I don't know how common that is that a team will actually go out of their way to say, look, we are not, you know, we're not better off uh, without Brandon Saad. We need him. We're a better team with him. If you can bring him back, do that. That that says a lot to me, especially for a team with as much experience, with as much veteran leadership as they have. For them to say, look, we want Brandon Saad back, um, that says a lot to me about the player, about the team, and sort of their self-awareness for what they needed. So let's look at this. Uh, let's crunch the numbers here salary cap-wise. Both players 
make six million dollars okay and i don't know i know there's going to be team panarin there's going to be team sod but hear me out on this and this is why even if you wash away the if you give an edge to panarin as a player and some people do that fine i'll give you that argument but artemi panarin had two years left on a six million dollar deal okay after that he was going to be an unrestricted free agent and probably could have commanded if if the rumors are true that Connor mcdavid's going to get 14 million dollars I think seven, eight, nine million dollars is realistic for Artemi Panarin. You're probably looking more around eight and a half or nine in two years from now. Brandon Saad is locked up at six for four more seasons. So you have that financial stability there locked in. He's also a year younger than Artemi Panarin. I know Artemi Panarin looks 14, but he's 25 years old. Brandon Saad is 24. Not a huge difference, but look, those sort of things matter. So you've got the two extra years at the same money. From Brandon Saad, Tyler Mott went to uh, Columbus as well with Saad. And coming back to the Hawks is backup goaltender Anton Forsberg, another guy. He's a restricted free agent right now, but it's assumed the Hawks will get a deal done. Stan Bowman today, during his press conference, which is still ongoing, says, we believe Anton Forsberg is ready to make that step to the NHL and be a backup goalie for the Hawks. Uh, And that's what he's going to do. He's going to be their backup next season. So you fill two huge needs without really hurting the roster very much. Again, if you want to give that little bit of an edge to Artemi Panarin over Brandon Saad, fine. I prefer Saad. I think he's a better player all around. I tend to like guys like Hosa, guys like Saad as, as compared to guys like Kane and guys like Panarin. I like guys that can do it all. Um, and I've talked about Artemi Panarin all year. I took a lot of heat for it, and I said he's, he was a one-dimensional scorer. He was a guy that specialized on those um, one-timers, scored an inordinate amount of them, pretty unsustainable. If you ask me, I think it's unrealistic to think that Artemi Panarin should be able to crank off one-timers time after time after time and keep scoring on them. I don't think that's sustainable. He's done it for two years. The league has not found out a way to stop him yet, but um, when it's that obvious, when it's that much of a thing, uh, and, and it's used that frequently. I think the league's going to catch on sooner or later. And now him playing without Patrick Kane is going to put a huge stop to that because he is automatically now the biggest threat on the ice for the Columbus Blue Jackets. The other great thing about this Brandon Saad trade is it immediately gives Jonathan Taves a permanent top-line left wing to play with. He doesn't have to have the bounce around with Ryan Hartman and Nick Schmaltz and Richard Panic and blah, 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 blah. Jonathan Taves will have Brandon Saad on his wing probably the entire season now that right wing positions up for grabs could be panic i wouldn't be surprised if it's richard panic him and taves have shown some good chemistry so far there but that left wing position is locked down now kane the way it stands today of course this can all change you've got kane with anisimov now nick schmaltz fits very nicely into that second line in the panarin role i like that a lot the bottom six still has to work its way out we don't know if marcus kruger is going to be here it feels like no it feels like something's still going to happen with Marcus Kruger, but now we have some more rumors. If Marcus Kruger goes or Artem Anisimov goes, one of those two, I don't think they could do both because that leaves them very thin at center. But if they trade one of those guys, some free agent money opens up, right? And a name that was out there today rumored as uh, a Hawks target is TJ Oshie. Now, I've never been the biggest TJ Oshie fan in the world, Okay. I think he's a nice player. I think he's a good complimentary player. Uh, I don't know if he's the sort of guy that's going to be a superstar that can really propel you to higher levels. Uh, But 
According to Andy, Andy Strickland, who is a uh, St. Louis Blues reporter for Fox Sports Midwest, obviously good connections to TJ Oshie, uh, he says the Hawks are strongly considering him to replace Artemi Panarin. So you put him with Kane and Anisimov, or you put Schmaltz there and you put Oshie on another line to solidify that depth. Now things start to look better, right? Now it starts to look like a championship team again. So there's going to be a lot happening here in the next couple weeks, especially over the next seven to ten days. You're going to see a lot of action, and I, I, I would be surprised if the Hawks are done here. Um, I think there's – I know they're going to sign another goalie. Uh, look for that to happen next week. I can't I can't tell you more than that, but uh, if you do some research, you do some reading between the lines, you might find a name there uh, who the Hawks may be signing. And, um, you know, there's a lot that's going to be happening, a lot that's going to be coming. So stay alert, stay frosty, as they say in the military, and uh, strap it down because, man, we had – a tip a couple weeks ago that a core member could be moved. I never thought Panarin and Saad and Hosa would not be part of the Chicago Blackhawks for 2017, 2018. It's been an incredible couple of days, uh, and it's just going to get more intense tonight at the NHL draft. Going to take another quick time out. When we come back, I want to make a few comments about the NHL awards uh, and that show and how it was handled. Uh, but, We'll be right back, but first, I want to tell you about our friends at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, two locations in Burbank and Darien, chuckscafe.com. Check out all their specials there. They're amazing. They've got the best barbecue, best Mexican, best Cajun fare around. Make sure you go to Chuck's. They've got dozens of craft beers and an ever-rotating beer menu. The bar is outstanding. They have catering. They have banquets. They've been on Chicago's Best and Food Network Check them out, chuckscafe.com, or follow them on Twitter, at Chuck's Cafe. One more quick timeout before we come back, make a couple thoughts on the award show, and wrap it up. My name is Jay Zawoski. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to this abbreviated edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski. James Naveau has been kidnapped by Tuscan Raiders. Uh, he is uh, not around, and uh, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers to James but I'm confident he'll be back for tomorrow morning's podcast, full-length podcast that will resume uh, tomorrow. So before we wrap up, just want to mention the NHL awards. Always an awkward watch. I don't know if you guys got a chance to check it out the other night, but it's just so damn awkward. They bring out, like, B-level celebrities, and they don't really know what to do or say. Uh, they, I kind of like, like, have you ever watched a hockey game? Uh, yeah, I think so. Great, you're going to be our celebrity star at the NHL awards. And they're probably kidnapped and put in a limo and blindfolded. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, come on in, come on in. No, no, no. And they see it's the Hockey Awards and they're just disappointed. I don't know how they can make it better. I really don't. But the only thing, what I did enjoy this year was how they did the expansion draft. That was cool. Between awards, they would put George McPhee and, uh, and I'm blanking on the guy's name, but some old dude uh, <laughs> on the stage. And they would just announce their picks. That was a really cool and exciting way to do it. Um, I enjoyed that, but, man, the NHL awards are a tough go, and I don't really know how they're going to get better. If you have a suggestion, hit us up, madhousepod at gmail.com. Tomorrow we will answer all of your emails and all that good stuff. Um, but that's going to do it for this one. Uh, again, thank you to our Patreon donors, patreon.com slash madhousepod. They make these sort of last-minute podcasts possible. I'm able to do it in my basement as opposed to having to go find a studio somewhere. Uh, so if you want to help us out, patreon.com slash madhousepod. If you're going out to the draft, 
look for me. Look for James. James will be working. I'll be relaxing, uh, taking in the festivities. Hope to see you out there. In the meantime, check us out tomorrow morning. Podcast should be up around 10, 30, 11 o'clock or so. But until then, my name is Jay Zawoski. This has been the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, brought to you by Marishka's 604 Theater Street in Crest Hill. Family owned and operated since 1933. Go get yourself a poor boy. Go get yourself one of their amazing steaks, burgers, the onion rings, the Icelandic cod, everything at Marishka's is awesome. Check them out, marishkas.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Marishka's. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow for a full-length Madhouse Chicago hockey podcast. Enjoy the draft. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you tomorrow. What you doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealers. See dealer for details. When the big wireless carriers start trying to get you to splurge your tax return on the latest nonsense this year, just tune it out. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199 on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, available at Walmart. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.